Hello guys, welcome back to the podcast 220s. Now, it's just me today, a little solo episode. I've never done me being Abby, by the way, not Charlie. <laughs> um, I'm doing a little solo episode today, my first one, but I really wanted to catch up. Obviously, I didn't do an episode last week. Everything's been a bit all over the place. Let's be real. Let's not lie to each other. It's been all over the place since Charlie's gone to France and... But I still want to do the podcast, so does Charlie, but I want to keep giving you guys content and like I love doing the podcast. So thought I'd do a little catch up episode this week. I put a question box up answering some of your questions, dilemmas, that kind of thing. I'm going to be really honest with you. This episode has no structure. We're just going to chat like where I'm chatting to you in person and that's just how it's going to be this week. So I hope you guys like this episode. I do. First things first, very, very exciting. I do have an update from Charlie. She sent a voice recording in for all of us girls to listen to. So without further ado, we'll start off with Charlie's voice. Oh my gosh. Hello guys. I miss you. I miss doing the pod. I was literally just saying to Josh how keen I am to come back and record. I feel like I just have so many funny stories like from just awkward situations living in France not speaking French and try oh my gosh our parachute I cannot wait to do a story time on that but um yeah I was actually feeling really homesick maybe two weeks after I got here for a couple of weeks and the only reason I was feeling like that was just because I was not okay with being out of my comfort zones I was so uncomfortable being uncomfortable and I was just craving my comfort things and now that I kind of have realized that I just need to embrace it I am absolutely loving it and it's probably helping that the weather's starting to get a little bit stunning but I'm just really really loving it now and I'm so happy I can't wait to update you guys all on Bambi I swear so much has happened with her she's so grown up I actually went to look at big girl beds for her today and like what didn't I just give birth to her um what else is an update oh wedding oh my gosh I can't wait to update about the wedding I oh my gosh Abby and I just text about it pretty much every single day because we are so excited um and that's kind of it for me but anyway I just want to say a huge thank you to Abs for holding down the fort because I know you guys are probably loving hearing from her and more about her and Alex as well but I am so grateful that she's holding down the fort, but I will be back, guys, so don't forget about me, and I will be chatting to your ears in much better better quality very, very soon. Lots of love. Oh, it kind of makes me tear up a bit because I know how much she wants to be doing this, and it's just been a bit hard at the moment while she's settling over there, getting Bambi into daycare, the time difference and everything, but... she's coming back for all of you that is like not sure she's coming back this podcast is coming back we are going to be recording together again very shortly so that's something to look forward to and she's going to give you so many updates and like wedding stuff I wish I could tell you guys (laughs) we're planning Charlie's hens at the moment us girls in the bridal party And obviously I can't say on here what we're doing because it's a surprise for Charlie. I wish I could tell you without her listening. But anyway, it's going to be so amazing. So can't wait to have her back on and just hear about everything that's been going on with her. 
But yeah, so that's an update from Charlie. An update from me, uh, I have been, I mean, I might just get into the questions because a lot of them cover like kind of where my life's been at and what I've been doing and all that kind of stuff. So we might just dive into it and just don't stuff around this week. Okay, because the first question is, how is your mental health? Now, I thought this was a really nice question. So thank you to whoever sent this in. My mental health has been an absolute roller coaster the past few weeks. I'm not going to lie. Like, just to paint a picture, I called my mum, I think two weeks ago now, and I was like, I've had the best day ever. I am so happy. Like, I could not stop smiling. This is when I, if you watch my YouTube video too, I think I recorded a bit of it. Like, I was so happy. There was like, I saw the new samples for LA and like our new collection. And I was just on a high for that, like, couple days or like that week just so happy and then last week I called her crying about everything that's gone wrong or that I'm like stressed about so if that explains my mental health right now that's where I'm at and if you if I recorded this yesterday or the day before I would have also said nah like I'm off it I I'm stressed I'm overwhelmed not having a good time And then today I'm in such a good mood. So I don't know what's going on with me. Well, I do. It's not like me. It's like external things. Like I'm I'm finding that things are affecting me a lot externally, like business stress and then like, you know, like personal stuff. But there's been just been a lot of change at the moment. And so I'm just trying to embrace it. But I feel like I'm, I'm okay. Overall, I'm happy. I'm okay. I have my days. I hope you guys are all doing okay too and your mental health isn't as chaotic as mine. The next question is, Europe plan, Europe wardrobe, Euro summer, what are we doing? Okay, so I'm going to Europe for the first time in my life this summer, like half of Australia. (laughs) So my plan, everyone's asked like where I'm going, what I'm doing, that kind of thing. I haven't fully, like we have a plan of where we're going. We've booked a lot of our accommodation and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we haven't fully booked everything yet. But I am going um, at the end of June and flying straight into Mykonos and meeting, you guys would know M, my friend, my best friend M, who moved to the UK uh, last year. And we're meeting her in Mykonos and a couple of other girls. And I'm going over with, uh, there's four of us going, like, You've probably seen on Instagram, like a newer group of friends that I'm starting to hang out with, which we'll go into later. Fucking love those girls. Like literally cannot wait. It's going to be so fun. Everyone's single. Everyone's like, we're just all on the same like path, wavelength. It's just going to be so much fun. So flying straight into Mykonos, meeting Em. Emerson's going to be there too. A few other girls are going to be there staying in Mykonos for five days. That will be wild. We've booked Scorpios. We're on. And then we're going to Milos for a few days, so another Greek island, and that'll be a bit more chill and it's supposed to be beautiful. Also, if anyone has any recommendations for these places of like things to book, things to do, like places to eat, all that stuff, feel free to slide into my DMs. And then from Milos, we're going to the Amalfi Coast. Um, we're just staying in Amalfi and staying there for, I think, six days or seven days and doing like going to do day trips like Capri, Sorrento, Positano, all that kind of stuff and like... We, we kind of didn't want to be moving around a lot and like, and yeah, just wanted to like be calm in one place and just kind of chill. 
and go to different places from there. So that's what we're doing. And then from Amalfi, we're going to the south of France. So we're going to stay in Nice for a week and we're going to hire a car and do like we are in Amalfi. We're not going to hire a car in Amalfi because it's too dangerous, but in Nice we are because it's like a city vibe, but on the beach. We're going to go to Saint-Tropez, Cannes, Monaco, is the Antibi. I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher that, but there's so many beautiful places like an hour, 40 minutes away from Nice that you can just go to. Like I, that's probably what I'm most excited for is the south of France. Like I'm so excited and hopefully Charlie's going to come and meet me and Bambi and Josh, hopefully while I'm there. But it's also Josh's birthday and they're thinking of going to Greece. So we'll have to circle back and we, we're still planning, but I'll definitely be seeing Charlie when I'm over there. I would honestly love to go to Paris with her and like look at wedding dresses. Like that would be a dream of mine, but I'm just, I, I'm not going to Paris at this stage and I don't know if I can fit it in. But I really want to. Like, that would just be so unreal. Anyway, I haven't even told Charlie that, but I've just had it in my head that that would be so cool. Anyway, then from the south of France, we are going to Spain. So we're going to Ibiza for three days, I think. Now, that's going to be hectic. And I'm not much of a partier, but the girls that I'm going with, like, it'll be so much fun. Like, we're all not huge partiers, but we also can get loose sometimes. So... It'll be so much fun. Like, and it's just three days. Like, we'll just, I feel like Mykonos and Ibiza are going to be like party. And then the rest is going to be like chill holiday vibes. So that's where we're going. And then we're going to Mallorca in Spain. And I am so excited. Apparently it's so beautiful. And I'm just like, it's insane. I would like to go for a little bit longer than a few days because I would love to just, people say like get an Airbnb, hire a car, like explore the island and just chill. So I watched Matilda Jeff's. Um, vlog there recently and it just looks insane I'm so excited I have been like all my TikTok is just like Europe 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 I am like fully immersed all I watch on YouTube is Europe vlogs from last year and all this stuff like I'm so excited and then from there going to London for a few days and flying back to Sydney out of London so all up and going for a month and I'm excited to go to London because I want to do it I just I I was going to do it by myself so my Europe plans kind of changed I was originally going for like two months and I was going with like a different groups and this kind of stuff and it was all a bit chaotic and then I decided just to go with these girls for the four weeks all go together and it's just so much easier and I feel so much better about it so anyway we're going to London flying out of there so that will be lots of fun and in terms of Euro wardrobe, okay, so this is what I'm thinking. I've never been to Europe, but like, obviously, like, I love my outfits and this is what I've been planning. So, first of all, first of all, <laughs> first of all, new LA pieces are going to be staples in Europe. I'm telling you right now, our new LA collection or collections, who knows, can't say too much, are going to be staples and you'll be able to get them before Europe. So, I'm just going to keep that out there maybe some colors and stuff and there may also be some minimalist neutral vibes so stay tuned for that we have heaps of exciting things coming for LA potentially may be able to pick them up if shop them in if you're in Sydney soon so anyway moving on my non-negotiables for Europe packing are sandals like I love my Elias May ones ones that you could 
comfortable enough to wear around, walk around in, but also could like dress it up a little bit at night. Maybe two pairs. You might buy some over there though. So I would just do one. A pair of sneakers that are comfortable that you can also potentially wear out at night um, and that you can also walk around in. I don't know if I'm going to have to do two pairs of sneakers, like a more dressier one and like a New Balance vibe to like for active wear, like walking, going on walks and like I don't know if I'm going to be hiking anywhere or anything. I doubt it. But like, you know, I love my walk. So I don't know. I'm going to have to circle back on that. Silk and linen pants. So a pair of like, it doesn't actually have to be silk, but a pair of like comfortable silky cotton pants or a pair and a pair of linen pants, like white linen pants, I reckon will be such a staple as well as that an oversized white shirt to just throw over your bikini, throw over on a night out. Like just, that's just so effortless. A little, little mini dresses, like ones that can be dressed up or down and kind of versatile like I have like a white mini dress that I'm thinking of like I think it's from Sundays and I have worn it that many times usually like with like dresses like I'll wear it once and not wear it again but I've worn it that many times and just like little ones like that and you know LA may be able to help you there LA may be able to help you with a lot of this stuff just keep in mind um a crossbody bag now I feel like I I have one in mind that I really want to get and I'm gonna get it one that like, because apparently Europe can be quite like pickpockety. <laughs> so you want your stuff close to you. And I'm also going to be like vlogging Europe, I think. So if I have my vlogging camera, I want it close to my chest. No one's taking it from me. So a crossbody bag, I feel like is perfect. Also to go out and get a cute one, like a cute leather one or something. And, you know, some gold hardware. I have one that I'm going to buy. And just, I feel like that's the vibe. Also, cheaper sunglasses. I wear my cotton-on sunglasses to death. It's like two for $20. I have two pairs of the same style, black and like a tortoise vibe. I wear them to death. Like I wear them every single day. And also, you're not going to be upset at yourself if you lose them or break them or whatever. Instead of like, I have Miu Miu sunglasses, the brand Miu Miu, and I fucking love them, but I just never reach for them because I'm scared like, oh, I'll leave them or I'll do this or I'll do that because they're a bit more expensive. I will be taking them, but just I feel like that's that's a good one. Little crops, obviously, little singlets you can wear with dresses, skirts, like, you know, something versatile. Scarf tops be your best friend because you can wrap them in all different ways for different looks. What else do we have? Mini skirts, obviously, like ones chuck over a bikini, like a white mini skirt, maybe a black one, a neutral one, you know, a denim one, if you're into that, I don't think I'll be going the denim vibe because I feel like it's just too hot for Europe. A cute bucket hat and a cute cap. So we want to be sun safe out there, like get a cute bucket hat. It depends what your vibe is on like the hat front, but definitely at least one hat that you love, you can wear around. But I would say a cap and a bucket hat to be like a bit more versatile. And then one or two statement dresses that you can swap with friends. So one of like a, a beautiful maxi vibe, like Euro summer, a bit of a colour, a bit more trendy, or it could be like timeless, but, you know, a bit more like a statement that you can wear on a really nice night if you're going to like, if you have a, a nice venue that you have in mind that you could wear it to. And then the girls that you're going with, sort out your wardrobes together, see what's who's got what, and then swap have a rotation, don't be taking all the same things and all of that. Also, don't all be taking a straightener, don't all be taking 
a curl or whatever I probably won't even touch my hair when I'm in Europe I don't even touch it here so I feel like those kind of things you know use your friendship group and you'll also be buying stuff in Europe well I know I will be so we're packing light out here I say that and I'm going to be like 10 kilos over I can guarantee you Okay, moving on from Europe and Euro planning. If I'm talking a million miles an hour, it's because no one's here to interrupt me and no one's here to tell me not to. So we'll just go with it. Tips to starting your own business and getting over fear and laziness, imposter syndrome and comparison. Now, I got a lot of questions about business, business update, like any up, like tips on starting a business, having a business, that kind of thing. Now, I'm going to be really frank with you. Because I feel like I don't want to sugarcoat anything. Sorry about that. Uh, My biggest advice and thing I've learned is if your heart is not in it, don't fucking do it. Sorry to swear. That was a bit rogue of me. If my heart wasn't 100% in LA, I would have given up by now. Because it is so hard having a business, starting a business. It's one thing to start a business and launch a business but actually keeping a business running is so hard and I'm so grateful that I do it with my one of my best friends Liv and that I have someone to go through those hardships with because I honestly don't think that I could do it by myself like I'm going to be real with you so my biggest advice is if you if it's not if you're not in love with your business and your business idea and if it's not your passion then I'm telling you now don't do it. I've spoken to a lot of people that have started businesses and stuff and they all, this is such a common theme of, I wish I knew what it was actually like because I probably wouldn't have started it in the first place. That's what I've heard from a lot of people. That's not personally how I feel. I feel like all the things that we go through are so worth it because I'm obsessed with LA and I want to grow it and it's a long-term thing for me and I'm happy to put in the work even though at the moment just provides me stress and <laughs> and drains my money but I I wouldn't have it any other way and that's how business is the first couple of years like you've got to put in the hard work and everything and you have to be you have to sacrifice a lot and time money all of that so I just want to be real with you right there and straight off the bat it's just not as glamorous as you think and don't feel like you're you need to start a business just because just for the sake of it and because everyone else is starting it but I'll get into that a bit later but I have a bit to say on that you can't be lazy when starting a business also it's one thing to launch but have to keep the business alive like I said like you it's day in day out work so there's no time for laziness I'm afraid but if you wholeheartedly want to start one and love the vision you have I say fucking go for it I need to stop swearing seriously Charlie would be not happy with me you'll never feel like you know everything you just have to start like you learn so much by starting I have learned so much in the past year with LA well the past two years because we've been we planned it for a year before we even oh it's been a lot of years actually but I've learned so much by just starting and just jumping in the deep end with it it's trial and error like I've said we changed manufacturers three times like it's it's a lot and you learn on the go so there's never a perfect time to start and I just think if you if you love it that much just go for it like just go for it your passion will speak for your business and yeah imposter syndrome 
everyone starts somewhere like you're always going to feel like a bit of a fish out of water when you're first starting business I still definitely do and it's a learning curve each day I'm like I have a business like what like I don't know how to run a business (laughs) but I'm learning and that's the beauty of it so I would say don't yeah don't be too hard on yourself and just a little like insight Liv and I actually caught that we literally had a meeting yesterday and before we caught ourselves like comparing LA to like another business in our market and we just like I just like we to check ourselves I was like they've been doing this for four years and we aren't even a year old like we haven't been launched for a year and we need to just chill for a second and I think you just have such high goals for your business that you just so it's hard to not compare in such a saturated market but honestly you just have to like focus on your business and what you want if you are so passionate and believe in your business then it'll speak for itself and comparison is the thief of joy okay and don't compare your beginning to someone else's like end not end but like you know we all start somewhere. Okay, next question. I'm going to stop rambling. Dealing with adversity. Now, I strongly believe that what doesn't kill you literally makes you stronger. And you have to think of the challenge that challenges that you face um, and like adversities that you come across as stepping stones to becoming like a little bit more resilient. And I think dealing with adversity is also such a blessing in disguise. I wholeheartedly believe that. I feel like I'm such a resilient person now and can overcome most things, even if it upsets me at the time and I'll have my moment. But I know that I know like in myself that I will be okay because I've had my fair share of adversities before and I have overcome it. It hasn't been the end of the world. So I think it really builds your resilience. And I think it's actually a positive thing to go through things like that. Because I have friends who haven't had much adversity in their life and that's no, that's like good on them. I'm happy for them. But the smallest thing could happen to them and they will freak out. They don't know how to cope with it because they've never had to deal with anything like it. And that's like not their fault at all. But it's, it, yeah, I strongly believe that having adversity in your life is actually a really positive thing and it may not feel like it at the time, but each hurdle that you stumble across and that you get over will make you stronger to face the next one I strongly believe that so kind of think of it like that as a bit of a learning curve okay a bit more light-hearted one style icons okay my style icons at the moment are I would say there's three girls and they're all on Instagram and I am obsessed with them like next level they're like I think it's because I'm going to Europe too like I'm just like that's the vibe I'm after the first one is, I don't know how to say their names. They're all overseas, by the way. Josephine Vote, V-O-G-T, I think, on Instagram. I'm obsessed with her. Like, she's so hot and just, like, she's so beautiful. But, like, she just looks so, like, effortless. Like, I love her style. Like, it's just so... I don't know she just dresses to herself really well she looks cool and I'm just just look her up on Instagram and you'll understand the vibes Matilda Jeff obviously <laughs> she's just a style icon and also a business queen a fashion like I just love her in every sense of the word so love the timeless effortless look at the moment 
timeless, not trendy. Um, and another girl that I absolutely obsessed with on Instagram, Hannah Schonberg, I think. I think these girls are all like Sweden or Swiss or something. And she is incredible. Her fashion is beautiful. It's also like Euro summer vibes. Like it's very like resort wear, but also it's just timeless. Like I just love it. It's giving vacation vibes. And she's obviously also gorgeous too. Also for more like everyday Hailey Bieber, obviously like her effortless, cool streetwear looks, athleisure vibe, I love too. So they're my like style icons, I would say at the moment. Okay, next bit of a deep dive into this question because I got a lot of questions about friends. So advice on friends, dropping toxic ones and finding new ones. Now I feel like I can really speak on this because lately... My friendship circle has changed so drastically in the past like year, but even like six months. If you follow me on Instagram or listen to the podcast at all, you know my friendships have changed a lot. Um, even the people I'm hanging out with, you'd be able, even though I haven't said it, like you'd just be able to see them hang out with different people and all that kind of stuff. Some by choice and others by circumstance. So obviously by circumstance is Charlie moving to France. Like I'd If I had it my way, she would not have moved to France (laughs) and I would still have my best friend here recording the podcast with me today and moving to the UK. That's also by circumstance and I'm also obviously very happy for them and I would, um, they're living their best life, but that's obviously, they were like the two people closest to me. So my friendships got turned on their head and I had to overcome that, I guess, I've also stopped being friends with girls who I've been best friends with since I was like 13. Like I I haven't really spoken about this and obviously I'm not going to go into detail, but I I just didn't see value in our friendship anymore and I noticed how I I started to notice how I felt around them was like icky. I couldn't that's the best way to describe it. I just couldn't relate to them anymore. And I started to feel like which is so shit, I started to feel like if something was said about me in a room when I wasn't there, then they wouldn't have my back. And that's just not a real friendship. Like you can't feel like that with your friends. And if you do feel like that, drop them immediately. And I've said before, and we've said on the podcast a lot of times, like friendships don't have to last a lifetime. They can just last a season. They can be like give you a a, a lesson or something so like I said I've been I have stopped being friends with girls I've been friends with since I was 13 that's 10 years and that's okay like I'm okay with that and I feel like if you do have like friends like that then it, it is okay to stop being friends with people or go in different directions and paths and it doesn't have to be nasty I've also become very close with some girls I've only been friends with for like a short period of time. Alex being one of them, you guys have heard from Alex, but also um, the friends that I've been hanging around with here and that I'm going to Europe with. They have truly, I don't mean to get all soppy and I hope they don't listen to this, um, truly made me see that friendships you form in your 20s are literally like any other, like unlike any other because they're just so much more aligned and you you just gravitate towards people who share your energy and want the same things. Like a big part of that was moving out with Tegan. I didn't know her before and we are literally like sisters now 
And off the back of that, we've kind of formed our own group. She's introduced me to people. I've introduced her to people. And yeah, I feel like the girls, the, the people that the friendships, all the friendships I have in my life right now are really solid friendships. I don't have any toxic or friends that make me feel icky or anything like that. Like I've really got rid of all of that and I feel amazing. If there's one aspect in my life that I feel like I'm really thriving in right now, it's my friendships. And that is wild because I had two of my best friends move overseas. I had a lot of things going on. I lost friends that I've been friends with for 10 years. Like it's been a lot, but I've never been happier in my friendships than I am right now. So if you are unsure if you have toxic friends or feel like your friendship is kind of expiring with someone, take a step back. Notice how you feel about them when you're with them. Are you anxious or excited before seeing them? Do you leave, When you leave them, do you feel drained or do you feel energized? I feel like that's a really good indication of where your friendship's at. And I mean, do not like, do not be scared to let friendships go. I feel like it's, it's like cutting off dead weight. Sometimes that sounds so brutal, but it's like a toxic relationship or just like a relationship that's not working. Like it can really hold you down. So also in terms of like making new friends, do not be scared to put yourself out there and make new friends. Cause speaking from experience, like I just said, it could be the best thing you ever do and form some like beautiful friendships. And there's nothing better than having beautiful girl, female friendships or like male, but like, if you're listening to this boys, but like, just like uplifting. You want friends that like, that cheer for you and like want the best for you and aren't competitive. And you know, it can be like that in female friendships sometimes. So I want what I feel right now for all of you, giving all that energy to you guys. Now, okay, I need a little sip of my drink. I've been talking a lot. What to do, this is a bit of a sticky situation. What to do if you're in love with your best friend? Hmm, probably going to need some more context on this because it's a sticky situation. I mean, on one hand, it could be the best relationship ever if you both feel the same way. Like I feel like the best relationships form from friendships Like you would just understand each other in such a different way. It could be very special. But I would probably only say something if you're sure that they're feeling the same way because it could also ruin the friendship and you also don't want to ruin the friendship. So I feel like you need to suss the vibes first before anything happens. That's if you want to be with them or if, but if you're trying to just get over them, then you need to distance yourself because you're not going to be able to get over your best friend if you're with them 24-7. Or you just shoot your shot. If you can't keep it in and you feel like you don't know where they're at and you can't gauge it, but it's eating you up inside and you need to say something, then just shoot your shot, see what happens, but also be prepared to maybe the friendship to change. But I feel like it could change in the best way possible. Like it could be a beautiful relationship. So I don't have much context on that. So that's just my advice, which probably didn't help. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Next question is career and job paths in your 20s. Like just this topic in general, I got a lot about this. Now I have a lot to say about this. I feel if you're in high school or uni or something, I feel really sorry for the girls coming out of school and uni because we live in such a hustle entrepreneurial culture right now and that and people, it's kind of ingrained in society right now that people think working a nine to five like isn't enough or 
um, they should be doing more. Or on the other hand, that like they don't want to work a nine to five because they see people like working for themselves and and um, so I feel like TikTok plays into this so much. Like like having that like work like balance like it feels like you're not doing anything I know a lot of people perceive that influence the influencer culture content creators don't actually do anything they don't work I'm telling you right now that is not the case but I feel like that's the society we live in and it's become quite hard to kind of navigate what career you want but also in the same sense it's opened up a lot of career paths and a lot of more balance um across like what you can do you don't necessarily have to go to uni anymore unless you know want to be a brain surgeon then definitely be going to uni for that um and there's so many different paths you can take and it can be a bit confusing on what path you should take but I feel like your 20s is definitely for trial and error finding what works for you that means doing all kinds of different jobs and career paths like you may have an idea of what you want to do with your life and then you get into that job and you're like oh I and hate this and that's okay you pivot and you go to the next thing and see what see what um excites you like what what are you passionate about what are your hobbies that kind of thing because I mean not everyone's going to love work and that's fine like some people want work as work and like passions and hobbies outside of that but it, some people want to like it would be amazing to love your work and I feel like everyone should love what they do. So don't, I, my biggest thing is like I've done so many different things um, in my like early 20s and coming out of school. I studied law for a bit and then I studied fashion business and then I was in, worked in social media. I always thought I wanted to be a fashion stylist. That's, I, I did a, a thing on it like I did a f- helped on a few shoots and I was like this isn't for me like I love styling myself but and I love styling other people and I do do a few like things like that but a full-time fashion stylist like it's just not for me not in the editorial space so I pivoted with that I never really knew that I wanted to do like PR marketing social media I just fell into that and I loved it and I've always wanted to have my own business but it's about trial and error so I feel like even though I have LA, I'm still open to new opportunities in career and jobs. Like I'm never closed off to that. I feel like there's just so many opportunities out there. I would just say don't pigeonhole yourself so early on and have an open mind. Be okay with having no idea what you want as well and changing your mind. That's what your 20s is for. Like you don't really have many responsibilities. You know, just I feel like just try new things and see don't put too much pressure on yourself and don't be so yeah don't feel a lot of pressure from like the society that we live in because I I I feel bad like I can tell that it is such a a business driven culture everyone wants to everyone needs to start their own business and that's not the case like if I'm completely honest sometimes actually a lot of the time I really miss working in a team and like working for someone, being a part of something. I actually loved it. I thrived on it when I worked in fashion marketing um, for a brand. I honestly loved it and like a team environment. Like don't don't think that oh I have my own business and I and I and I work for myself and that kind of thing like is so glamorous because it's not because it's 
fucking lonely some of the time, most of the time. Like I'm alone 90% of the time and I miss going into an office and dressing up and doing that kind of stuff and being a part of something. So I would say like kind of gone on a tangent here, but it's something that I, I don't want to paint a picture. I don't want girls to look at me and think that like, like that it's so glamorous. I don't, and it is, there has perks and stuff like that, but it's not, Every career path has its perks and its downsides. So I just don't want to paint a, a picture that's not real for anyone that does look up to me. Anyway, that was a tangent. Um, next question, top three bucket list things. Now, I had to really – this was a great question. I know – okay, these are three that like I could just think of at the top of my head that I obviously just really want in my life. My first one is have a family, obviously. I feel like, not obviously, not a lot of, like some people don't want to have a family, but I, like that's my ultimate dream. I want a family. Like I want a family. That's my like, I I know Charlie's born to be a mum. And I look at Charlie, I'm like, oh, I can't wait for that. I can wait right now. <laughs> I'm not ready right now. But like, like I look up to her in that sense. I, w- I can't wait to have a family. And next thing is take my mum to New York. Now I, and just like, yeah, for starters, take my mum to New York, go on a holiday with her, take her over there. We've always spoken about going to New York together. I just think it would be so amazing to experience with her. I've always wanted to go to New York and she also has two, like we're such tropical babies that both of us, me and my mum are literally the same in that aspect. Like we love tropical holidays and everything, but I think it would be, we've been to Bali a million times. Like she's been to Mexico, We've been to Fiji, Thailand, all that kind of stuff. But I think it would be so special to go to New York together and like go out on a night out with my mum. Like I've, no, I don't think I've been like I've gotten tips with my mum at family things, but I would love to like go on a night out in New York City with my mum. Like that would be so cool. So that's my bucket list, and also just looking after her. Like when she gets older, if I'm in a position, which I hope I am, and I'm I'm putting that out into the universe that I'll be in a position later on in my life to look after her and because she's looked after me and my sister by herself for almost nine years now since my dad passed away and like she does an incredible job like she I just like and so in awe of her and how she's done everything and how she's like just soldiered on through all of that and yeah I'm just obsessed with my mum so I want to be able to look after her in any way I can and my third one would be live overseas for at least a few months somewhere like I just want to experience a different lifestyle and culture like I think Australia is like I want to live here I want to I want to have a family here like I love Australia every time I go away I can appreciate how good we have it in Australia and that's something I talk to Charlie about a lot especially with her moving to France like she really appreciates how we do have it so good in Australia the lifestyle here is something that I absolutely love but I would love to experience something different for a bit just to get more experience and like yeah having Charlie move over and move over has made me like want to just yeah experience somewhere else for a little bit so that's my bucket list okay next one is moving out in your 20s now I got a lot about this as well I obviously moved out for the first time last year my advice is fucking do it I need to actually stop swearing I'm sorry, I'm just really passionate about a lot of these things. 
but do it. I know it's scary, the thought of paying rent and bills and having that responsibility, but it is the most freeing feeling being on your own and just like even just working out how to adult on your own. It's just like there's nothing like it and it's the best thing that I ever did. And yes, I had days where I was stressed about like money or how to, I remember the first, (laughs) this is a funny story. The first week I moved in, the first grocery shop that I did um, over here, obviously different stores. And you know, when you get used to like your local grocery store, you know, it inside and out, you know where everything is, blah, blah, blah. Went to a new one, went into their car park, got stuck in their car park because it was so tight that I, my car got stuck on a wall and like it scraped all the bottom of my car. I started crying in the car. A random man had to come into my car and it helped get it out because I just couldn't. I had like a panic attack. I was like, I can't do this. And he helped me and I just called my mum after started crying. I don't want to come home. I don't like it. I don't like adulting. But here we are a year later. It's almost been a year in this house and it's been probably the best year of my life. I'm not going to lie. Like it's had some shit times very shit times but it's been the best year of my life so if you're in a position to be able to move out even if you might be scraping the barrel and living week by week I'm telling you right now it's so worth it and it's just such an experience you'll grow so much as a person and money comes back but you'll make so many memories especially living with your friends I would say your 20s is for living with your friends before living with a partner like you have your your whole life to live with a partner live with your friends, but also choose carefully who you live with as it can make or break your friendship. So like, I know there's a lot of horror stories where like you have those friends that you're friends with, but you, I know I, certain friends I couldn't live with, but like, I fucking love them to death, but I couldn't live with them. So you need to be aware of that. You need to be aware of what kind of person you are like to live with as well. But I would say find someone you don't know and form a new friendship together. Like Go on a few coffee dates and see if you vibe. Go on flatmates. Find people that are aligned to you. That's how I found Tegan and it couldn't have worked out any better. Like now we don't we don't fight about anything. Like our, we live so harmoniously together. Like it's insane. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to live with anyone else. <laughs> so Ben, if you're listening, do not come back, her boyfriend, to Australia because I don't want her to leave. Thank you. Okay. Next one is a bit of a big one or a, a good topic to talk about um, is how to deal with loneliness. Now, be okay with being alone. That's my number one. Be okay with being alone. Get comfortable in that. I think it's really important. I think it's such a powerful thing to have. I don't know if you have it, but like being okay with being alone and comfortable not relying on anyone else is so powerful because anything additional to that is just like adding to your life and you're not relying on anyone else but there is a big difference between being alone and feeling loneliness because you can feel lonely in a room full of people around your friends you can feel lonely like It's kind of not a state of like no one literally being around you. It's like you can feel alone in, yeah, anywhere. So my first thing is like surrounding yourself with the right people and putting yourself out there. 
like it just won't fix itself like you can't just like don't isolate yourself more because that's just gonna exacerbate the loneliness and I listened to a podcast yesterday and they said loneliness is something that you have to work at which is so true and usually when you feel lonely you're like why me why does anyone want to hang out with me why does anyone want to date me like etc but you have to go out of your way to combat the loneliness like for you not to feel it anymore which means putting yourself out of your comfort zone so message someone you think you'd want to be friends with for a coffee and see what happens I've got coffee with so many girls that have like just messaged me and said oh I've just moved to Sydney or I moved to Bondi or you know whatever do you want to grab coffee and 100% people that are like you feel like you align with if you go to a gym maybe ask the girls afterwards if they want to go for a coffee afterwards I feel like that's a great way because you obviously have common interests join a dating app if you're into that and speak to people like have conversations you don't necessarily have to go on dates but you know have the conversations put yourself out there see what's out there it'll actually make you feel less alone and like I said don't isolate yourself even more and communication is everything communicate to the people around you makes you feel so connected even if you're not physically with them like I talk to my friends 24 7 even though I'm alone 90% of the time I talk to my friends all the time. I talk to Charlie all the time. She's literally like 24-hour flights away, but I still feel so connected to her and I never want her to feel lonely on the other side of the world, away from her family and friends. I feel like she could speak on this a lot, but I feel like she would say the way she doesn't feel lonely is through communication and connecting with people. So that would be my tips for how to deal with loneliness. Okay. A few ones that I haven't written anything down for. I thought I'd just quickly answer if we have time. My fave skincare like holy grail products right now, things I'm loving. Okay, I have like a current routine which I have just been doing for the past like I would say two months which is just like I'll just run you through it. And I'm no skincare specialist. I don't even know if this is right but it's just been what I'm loving and the products I'm loving. So in the morning, washing my face obviously um I think it's the glow recipe watermelon toner I've had it for ages I'm nearly run out I just love it on the face um summer Fridays oh I don't know the names of them it's an orange bottle it's like a not an oil yeah it's kind of like an oil it's like a squirty one anyway summer Fridays and then summer Fridays like cloud gel oh no no that's the moisturizer it's like a it's like a white gel anyway put that sorry put that over um summer fridays under eye cream like eye cream love that too and then i switch between the summer fridays cloud gel moisturizer that on my face and if it's if my face is looking a little bit pale i'll mix my drunk elephant drops into that and i'm loving that like that's what i'll just wear day to day or the sunday riley afterglow um moisturizer also love that as well it's like vitamin c obsessed with vitamin c so i switched between those they're my like just like everyday vibes and then if i'm like going out somewhere i might chuck a bit of summer friday skin tint on just to like cover a few things up just like a bit of something on my face and that's pretty much it and then at night i kind of might use some of my (laughs) oh my god I'm delirious 
I haven't even had a coffee. How have I been talking this much without a coffee? Like someone needs to literally shut me up. I'm not going to be able to talk for the rest of the day. I'm, I think I'm going on a date tonight too. I'm not going to be able to talk. I'm going to have to stop talking for the rest of the day so I can actually talk to him. Anyway, <laughs> I use the, at nighttime, I'm loving the Sunday Riley, uh, the drops. Oh, I've, I can't remember the name the they're they're blue they come out blue and I love them and also the good jeans by Sunday Riley I don't think you're supposed to use those every day I think they're like active ingredients like retinol or lactic acid or something I'm not very good with skincare but I love it like it really helps my um skin the jet lag mask from summer Fridays I use like once or twice a week leave that on overnight the collagen mask from Elias skin I also leave that overnight sometimes I mix it up but they're like my current fave skincares right now. Um, next question is, I'll just do two more. Feeling like you're behind with saving money and how to save. Now, I've said it before, money comes back, you're in your 20s, this is the time to make memories, not make money. Well, it is, like, it depends how you look at it. But I have, like, saved money and... And that's purely for the business. If you have a goal, like, you know, that's, that's then work towards it. But don't feel like there's no behind in saving money. Like everyone is on their own path and people prioritize different things. Like this year, I'm not prioritizing saving money at all. I'm prioritizing going traveling and spending it on experiences, memories. Like I don't care if I come back broke from Europe. I don't care if I come back if I am broke at the end of the year, obviously I will care. I do want to have some money. <laughs> I'll have some money saved still. There's some money I can't touch, but that's where, that's my goal for the year. Like I just want to have experiences, memories. Like this is the time, the twenties is the time. So don't feel like you're behind in saving money. You have your whole life to save money. I think the generation that we're in right now, it's so different. Like it's not like you come out of school, you work, you you save for a house, you buy a house and that's, that's it. Like there's so many different paths now. So don't be hard on yourself in that aspect. How to save. I think, um, budgeting is a really good one. Not that I really do it myself, but I have just recently got a new accountant and now I'm set up on like an actual proper software. And so I can see what's going in and out where I'm spending money. So that's a good one. Budgeting, like if you get paid a certain amount every fortnight from your job or monthly or weekly or whatever, set a certain amount aside for savings. So just even if that's like $50, $100, whatever it is, whatever that amount is for you, make sure that it's doable. Don't leave yourself with no money. Send that straight into a savings account. And and I would say one that you can't touch, like one that you can't just go and transfer straight out of. Like I have a, on Combank, like a net bank saver, which is like an everyday savings account, which I can transfer out of, but I also have like a goal saver. So when I put money into there, I can't touch it. And my mum actually has to sign for me to get it out. I put her on it. So <laughs> I keep myself accountable. So that's a good one. If you have like a locked account or you, I used to actually, when I was younger, I used to send my savings to my mum. And like keep a tab of what I sent her. So I couldn't see it. I, I couldn't see it on my banking. I it, To me, I didn't have it and she would keep it for me. So I feel like that's also a good a good tip if you're wanting to get into saving money. Um, next question, how to not burn out when working so much? Oh, 
I mean, if you could tell me, that would be great. I feel like we say it all the time, balance is everything. You need to have balance in your life. You need to have a work-life balance. You need to have a social life balance. You need to have a balance of all the aspects of your life. Otherwise, you're going to tip over one way or the other. So try and this girl says she works every day of the week. I feel that. Like I feel like I'm never really not working because it's just the industry that we're in. But I also really set myself up for... I structure my days like I make sure that I get my non-negotiables in especially this week I've started a new routine it's 6am wake ups 7am Pilates class I walk there come back and then I get stuck I get stuck into my day and then I go for a walk in the middle of the day because I need to get outside and then at the end of the day I might like go do a sauna or even just chill on the lounge, watch some YouTube, like just chill out, make dinner, go to bed. I feel like you need to have your non-negotiables that help you not to burn out. So things that are good for your soul and your mind and your well-being. So I would stick to like work hours, try to stick to work hours as best you can and make sure you make time for the self-care and all of that because that's how you're going to keep the engine running, you know? And weekends, try have your weekends off or at least if you can't have one all your weekend off, have one day, have one day of the week, whether it's one day in the middle of the week, depending what you do, have one day for yourself. I usually do self-care Friday nights and I know Charlie used to do set me up Sundays. So just self-care Sunday, just make sure you carve out time for your like mental health, well-being, self-care. And someone said, you're doing so well with the podcast. Love your work. I'm doing it by myself. That's so nice. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And I am I honestly love doing it. And I've loved talking for so long. I don't know. You're going to be so sick of hearing my voice. I feel like I just rambled for ages. But I'm really passionate about some of the things that we just spoke about. And I hope this helped any of you if you are feeling a little bit lost. And, you know, I hope this was just like chatting to your friend. Because that's what I want it to be. And I really enjoyed um, getting your questions and all of that. So I hope you guys liked this episode. Let me know if you did because I can do more of these and we can do a little bit of a a catch up and I can answer your questions if you're having dilemmas and, and all that stuff. But yeah, I'm doing well. I'm on a roller coaster, like I said, and, you know, I just want to keep it real. Not everything's as glamorous as it can, as it, as it is. I'm really happy in you know, some aspects of my life and other aspects could be worked on. I could be less stressed, you know, it is what it is. But I hope you guys have a beautiful weekend uh, and I will hopefully be in your ears next week and Charlie will be here very soon. Okay, love you guys. Bye.